Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. 2017 off and rolling. And we're already in. This is our second episode. And we're not even talking about the poker world. Uh, lots of stuff going on, of course, in uh, Washington with the uh, uh, the ratification of the uh, the cabinet and uh, started yesterday. And we'll talk a little bit about that because uh, eventually that will have some impact on poker. Uh, new attorney general. And uh, we'll talk about uh, Jeff Sessions, a scary Scary individual, in my opinion, but uh, he has come off pretty well. So if you're not really familiar with some of his past, and and of course they denied everything that was negative, but uh, uh, you know it's one of those things that uh, I think uh, you know the true colors will come out after it's too late. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially for the poker world. Dave. Yeah, especially for the poker world. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, there was a mention uh, in his uh, hearing yesterday. Uh, Lindsey Graham, who obviously is a staunch opponent of uh, online poker and a supporter of Sheldon Adelson and the uh, the Rawa Act, um, trying to get uh, the restoration of that Wire Act from 1961. They'll continue to push for that, and uh, we'll continue to fight it, I guess, uh, the poker world with uh, whatever, whatever we can do. But uh, Lindsey Graham asked him a question about online poker, and uh, and it was kind of a scary uh, response to that as far as the poker world is concerned. But uh, uh, there's that going on. Uh, Rex Tillerson, as the uh, Secretary of State, probably has less to do with poker than uh, than Sessions would. But uh, you know, if you're uh, worried about this country, uh, if you if you enjoyed President Obama's speech, which I really did last night, I thought that was fantastic. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a scary upcoming time, and you're already the first day that President-elect Trump has a press conference. First time in six months, uh, which is fine. Uh, now that he's not even taken office, but the first thing he does is is call CNN fake news and and uh, deny the reporter a question. I mean, this guy will will scrap it out with anybody. Well, he he won his party's nomination doing that, and and eventually won the presidential uh, election doing that, Dave. So. So far, he's, he has stayed in character. But uh, whatever your politics are, uh, we can all agree that in the poker world, uh, having a great time with a lot of the early events uh, underway. Uh, they are playing in the Bahamas at the, uh, it's what's called now the Poker Stars Championship Bahamas, instead of the PCA and nothing about Caribbean Adventure, that sort of thing. But they are on day, uh, day three of the uh, action, 57 players left right now, and uh, chip leader is John DeBella with 1.2 million chips, Pasquale LaFrancois second uh, with uh, 955,000, Ryan Reese in fourth place right right now with 775, uh, still some big names on the list, Jason Mercier, 592,000 chips, he's in about 10th place right now, Byron Coverman, uh who uh, threatened for Player of the Year last year uh, and had an awesome year. Uh, Mike Timex McDonald is uh, still alive with uh, 550,000 chips. Cliff Josephy at uh, right around half a million. Christian Harder. Barry Greenstein still alive in that tournament. But a lot of big names still playing and 
uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, that throughout the night. That will go down. I think there's still two uh, two more days, if I'm not mistaken, that they will uh, battle it out. But some interesting stories surrounding that. Uh, celebrities playing in the event. Uh, Aaron Paul made it to day two. Okay. Aaron Paul, of course, uh, the... Uh, Jesse on Breaking Bad, Bad and uh, played in the uh, P, uh, the uh, Global Poker League this summer and uh, played a couple of events. But he's an avid poker player. He played in it. Kevin Hart, the comedian, is playing also. He played in the Super High Roller, hundred thousand buy-in. Uh, got knocked out. Got bought back in. Knocked out Chino Reem. Uh, made it uh, to the beginning of day two and ended up uh, getting eliminated. Came back and bought in twice to the 50k high roller. So he and and played one. one Kevin, other, Kevin uh, must have had a very good year. <laughs> well, I looked it up and uh, you know I, I said this guy lost three hundred five thousand yeah, dollars, but he had to have made over a hundred million last year. Uh, Eighty-seven and a half yeah, million. There you, I was he close. Made. He was the number one comedian uh, as far as earnings last year and made eighty-seven and a half million dollars. So yeah, he uh, came out with a lot of movies. A, lot, a few of them were hits. And uh, but he played the high rollers. He did play for a little while in the main event. Uh, Sergio Garcia, the golfer, also played down there in the Bahamas. So uh, kind of an interesting field and a lot of fun. Uh, a few players uh, toward the bottom of the chip list hanging on. Uh, let's see. Not a lot of big names toward the bottom of the list. Sylvan Loosely, former uh, November Niner, hanging in there. Uh, Dan Coleman is still alive, 250000 Uh Davidi Katai. Uh, Gael Bowman still, still playing, one of the ladies uh, that has done well in the World Series of Poker, obviously, over the last couple of years. Uh, Barry Greenstein, very kind of interesting to see his name on And that. I wonder if, it, I mean, I read a long time ago that he gives a lot of his poker winnings to charities, so mm-hmm. uh, if that article happens to be true, then, then I'll be rooting for Barry to win there. Yes, yes. Uh, Nick Maimone has just moved into second place. He has over the only other player over a million chips besides the leader, John DeBella. But they are in the money. Uh, next payout is... Uh, Around eleven grand, so they are starting to get into the the higher numbers where you're going to actually make some money in this thing, and we'll see what happens. But they are in level eighteen. Uh, John DeBella once again the chip leader with Ryan Reese uh, kind of breathing down his neck a little bit. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And let me tell you about because now you mentioned Ryan Reese, you know having a deep run there uh, and having a nice chip stack. I don't recall hearing his name too often in 2016. Not too much. He had a couple events last year where he did pretty well. Um, certainly not turning out to be the greatest player ever, as he kind of proclaimed uh, when he won the main event. I don't know the if World that's Series. the case. It's just that this just tells you how difficult it is, it is to stay on top. And then when you keep hearing names like our good friend Jason constantly in, in a lot of these yeah. big tournaments heading deep into into the money and some final tables, just tells you the skill level and and a little bit of luck that you need to, to 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 maintain yourself near the top of the profession. Uh, one of the other things I want to mention, speaking of uh, people we haven't heard too much from lately, and that's Will the Thrill Faella. Uh, did talk to him uh, this year at the Seminole Hard Rock a little bit, and uh, we haven't had him on the show for a while. But he is having a charity event on January 25th up in New York City, 
uh, benefiting the Ronald McDonald House. We'll get a little more information on that. We'll see if we can get Will to come on the show uh, maybe next Wednesday uh, when we tape it and uh, see what happens. Well, you know, we, you know we've always enjoyed having Will on the show. I know Gio has to work a little extra when Will's on the show, but uh, you know, but the interviews are outstanding with him. Well, I think uh, Freakin' and Friggin' uh, will probably be okay. Uh, so if we can get him to hold it to that, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, a couple other events uh, happening uh, this month uh, here locally. We have uh, events starting tomorrow that I think I might play in tomorrow. Uh, I'm not sure which. Uh, of the opening flights I'm going to play. There's nine opening flights. It's a very small tournament, $60, which is right up my alley. Uh, it's part of the, the uh, uh, Isle Classic series. My cousin series. told me about that earlier this week. Uh, it's a 50000 guarantee, so, you know, they expect a lot of players. I'm sure there'll be a ton of rebuys and uh, probably puts me at a disadvantage because I don't know if I would buy in more than twice. Uh, but I think I'm going to play tomorrow. There's uh, open. There's uh, starting flights at uh, 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. So uh, if you see me there and stop by and say hello, uh, certainly would love to talk to you if you listen to the show and uh, chat for a little bit uh, on a break or something. Let me. And you said that it's sixty dollars. Sixty dollars. Sixty dollar buy-in, fifty thousand uh, guarantee. Wow. So it means like a thousand players in here. Eight. That's, you saw me on my phone. I was doing the math there. Eight hundred and thirty-three players. I think they'll get that. They so. got nine flights. I would think that they could do average around uh, ninety a flight. But we'll see. And and, and the only uh, drawback, and I guess this is uh, maybe going to dictate some of future decisions at the aisle, is that uh, a lot of the big name players that play in these events usually, you know, they'll play the five sixty and the and the three three sixty or whatever. Uh, but when it starts getting down around 150 and below, they start to complain, you know, and they're not interested, and they think it's bad for the game. Uh, for me, it introduces how's, how's a whole new... How's it bad for the game when, when it allows, you know, lower-stake players to, you know, experience yeah. a nice tournament no, exactly. with with a minimal amount of buy-in, and, and, you know, who knows what the prize pool is going to be, but I would imagine first place is going to be at least 10K. They won't be giving out free dinner tickets to uh, the steakhouse, the Faraday's. No, there, I'm no, sure, but, but, but uh, still, it fills your room up. It well, fills your room up, and Stan Strickland, ever since he took over for Mike Smith, has always said he was looking at mid-level to lower-level poker players to play in right. these tournaments, and they've structured their room around that along their weekly schedule. I think the main is the 560 uh, later in the week we'll uh, take it or next week we'll look at that uh, but they are going up against an event at the Hard Rock which starts the Lucky Hearts tournament starts uh, series starts tomorrow and uh, that is a 360 opener uh, pretty interesting uh, tournament there that's going to draw a lot of people they're calling it the the 360 buy-in ultimate re-entry no limit hold'em event uh, there's actually going to be uh, eight starting flights in this one, two a day, beginning uh, Thursday tomorrow, which is January 12th, and uh, all the way through day 1H, which is Sunday at 5. So between now and then, two a day uh, for opening events, and then day two will be on Monday, January 16th. But uh, they start out with uh, 15,000 tournament chips and uh, this is at the Hard This is Rock. at the Hard Rock. This is the first event of the Lucky Hearts, and we'll keep an eye on that main event what? over the last, next did, couple weeks as well. Did the Isle state how many starting chips you're going to get with the $60 one? Uh, I don't chance? have that in front of me. I think it's 5000 5000 in chips? Yeah. Okay, but listen, you know... Any, any, any advice about which opening event I should play? Does it matter, really? I, I mean, with the, the 11 a.m. would be a different field than it would be for a 7 p.m. start? Well, what are they going to do? They're going to have the nine flights. The survivors of all the nine flights obviously come back for day two. 
Are they going to play that until they're down to 10% or, or my guess is, are they running doubles, double uh, flights, you know, like, uh, you know, one at 11, then one at six or so like that? For the 60, aisle? yeah, for the, for 60. the 60 is free. Because you got to get 11, there's 11, there's a 3 p.m., and there's a 7 p.m. the next three days. Oh, so they're Nine running flights. Three, three a day. Three a day. Yeah. Wow, that's uh, more power to them. I, I can't even imagine that because I, I ran one tournament a day when it got packed and, you know, running three. Um, you know, and they do have to average a little over 90 players, you know, in, in these tournaments, yeah. which, is, which is a nice little field. Well, would you suggest, for instance, uh, you know, if you're playing and uh, you get knocked out, say, two and a half hours into the opening flight, is it better to be by right then or maybe wait an hour and start it in fresh on a new uh, on that second uh, flight? That's a, that's, it all depends on your – in my opinion, it all depends on your mindset, how you perceive a lot of the players in that tournament. If you've played with them before, if you think you've got an, a distinct advantage over some of these players, um, the chips that are on the table also, you know, because you look around and see, hey, you know, I'm going to be put back into probably one of these four or five tables – See if they've got substantial chips there that you can make a big swing at. You know, the, there's so much that goes into it. You know, yeah. you, you know that if you buy into the one you just got eliminated, you probably only got a few more hours, you know, if you survive with chips to get to the end. And, uh, you know, the next tournament, you're going to go through that whole process all over again. So it's so hard to determine, Dave. It's a kind of very individual. I think what they're expecting is people get knocked out early and – just for 60 bucks, you just keep rebuying right back into it. I don't know if they'll have 90 in every flight as as just individuals. No, You'll probably right. get over 90 entries because of people getting knocked out and everything else. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I I don't know. Uh, are you looking play to tomorrow. play in the 362? Are you thinking no, about that? No, no, no. no because if you have to pick one of, of them, league. think about it. You got five shots at the aisle. For sixty dollars for the same, I mean six shots. Excuse me for the same. You can fire six bullets for the same that you fire in that three six. The day I fire six bullets, it's going to be into the side of my head, <laughs> <laughs> and someone else is going to have to do it. Cause my my guess is after the first one, you ain't going to be able to pull the trigger. Yeah, exactly. Like, as uh, I think it was Woody Allen who said, uh, "I love myself way too much to uh, to off myself." <laughs> Any, anyway, uh, that's all coming up this week locally. Nationally, or not, not nationally, worldwide, uh, the Aussie Millions is just right around the corner. That starts on Friday with their opening event, uh, which is a 11.50 buy-in. And we'll look forward to their main event. Uh, a lot of people headed down there for the first time, uh, local, local and uh, national players here in the States. That uh, kind of have to make a choice between uh, Bahamas and uh, Australia. Yeah, well, I don't know, but I know Jason has played in both of them. You know, he's played. I think last year he was in the in the Bahamas one, and then quarter flight. Now to, he's playing to today, so I know he's there. So. And uh, Natasha played also. So uh, the main event coming up is uh, let's see uh, the twenty second, which is Sunday, and there'll be uh, three days, three opening flights there, ten thousand six hundred buy-in for that. Uh, and that will begin on uh, Sunday at 12:30 in, in Melbourne, and then Monday and Tuesday will also be day ones, and then they'll uh, get back to day two on uh, the following day. So, uh, a huge schedule out there, and uh, kind of like a bucket list thing for a lot of people to play in an event like that. To play in a lot of big tournaments, uh, certainly traveling the world and playing poker tournaments has got to be a pretty sweet life. 
<laughs> well, it is, but sometimes it becomes a lonely life, too, yeah, Dave. You yeah. know, we've heard a lot of our, our guests here, you know, say they get tired of that travel after a while. You want to sleep in your own bed, see your friends, your family. You know, it, it sounds glamorous like you're you're traveling and sightseeing, but most of these poker players are stuck in that casino 10, 12 hours a yes, day. Yes, exactly. Uh, if you're looking ahead to some of the other things uh, this year for uh, – uh, the WPT and the World Series of Poker Circuit. The circuit is uh, getting ready to start. Actually, it started today in Choctaw, uh, Durant, which is the Dallas area inside Oklahoma, just north of the Texas border. Uh, that is a series that runs now through the 23rd, and then they'll move on to Tunica in Mississippi for the Horseshoe, and then a tournament in Milwaukee, early February before they come back here to Palm Beach uh, and play the tournament. Uh, just wrote an article about that that will appear in uh, the February edition of uh, Annie Up Magazine that I write for and uh, a couple other things that I wrote. Uh, so that will all be coming up, but uh, we'll see if maybe we'll play in one of those. Who knows? Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I'd like, I'd like to make that trip, but no, I, sc- I don't know if my schedule at my regular yeah, job now will allow me. Now. Yes, I'm actually trying to earn a, a legit, uh, <laughs> a legit, uh, a legitimate working. living. Yes, uh, the WPT uh, next event really is the Borgata, uh, which will start on January 17th next week, and uh, the main event is January 29th through February 3rd. A $3,500 buy-in, always a huge tournament up there in Atlantic City. So that's the whole schedule coming up. But we'll be watching all these tournaments and. Uh, in between, we'll try to get a couple of players to come on and talk about their game and that sort of thing. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's take our first break in the show. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, cabinet hearings and uh, several other things we'll discuss tonight. Uh, if you're wondering why we're not going to talk about the uh, PPC, we did a whole show on it last week. If you missed that program, you should go to the archives and check it out. Uh, obviously, uh, the guys that we like, the friends of ours, having some problems uh, legally and financially. And we'll see what happens. Uh, really thought that that was not something they would be a part of, but uh, there has been no denials. Uh, and whether that's a good legal strategy or what, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, people are very upset that they haven't been. Some of them I haven't can, been and paid. I can attest to that because I heard chatter on my table for a whole half hour down of people going crazy of yeah. talking about the PPC. Yeah, I can imagine, and uh, it's kind of like it was. Uh, a real bright spot here in South Florida for poker to have a whole new niche set up for up-and-coming young players. Uh, it was big around the whole state of Florida, and that's going to leave a huge void. And I uh, talked to my friends over at Annie Up. They, of course, have their own yeah. tour, and uh, you would think off the surface of it that it would be a great thing for them, that uh, and, and, you know and they could step be. into these places. But they said they're talking to different poker rooms, and, and everybody's wary now does not want to get involved uh, even if you know you've had dealings with these people for a long time, they got burned by guys that they really trusted. Unfortunately, it, it appears uh, you know it's all alleged right now, but uh, uh, scary well, when you when listen, you think you you're, uh, they're your friends and and business partners, and all of a sudden you know they're they're exactly doing something, and and uh, like illegal. the and like the people in Andy up uh, their poker tour, it hurts every poker tour because now it leaves a lingering feeling of. Uh, of unrest, you know, How am I going to trust this? People have spoken to me about that day, and I tell them, listen, in the United States, it's never a problem because the room collects all your money. You know, the uniqueness of the PPC tour was that 20% of the prize pool went into packages that turned into a pokercation, as they like to term that word, to go over there and stay, stay a week in, in Aruba, which I can attest is absolutely gorgeous, and play. 
And now that trust has, you know... The the, the P word, placation, has turned into another P word. Yeah. Ponzi. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> which is still being and, thrown around, and which I, I'm listen, not sure is actually fair. But, I, I, you know, I, here I said I wasn't going to talk about it. Here we are rolling about it. But uh, there is talk, and there's over $350,000, supposedly, that's owed out to players uh, from the final table. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But uh, we'll mean, keep an eye on it. And really nothing new to report, so we'll, so we'll sad, stay. It's we'll so sad, It's so sad. 350 is a lot of money, but now when you divide it amongst two and, and ruin the, the great thing <laughs> and ruin the great thing that you had yeah, going. Yeah, well, let's hope uh, things turn out okay for those guys. But it yes. uh, looks a little scary at this point. Let's take a break on the show. We'll talk to you about Gulfstream Park coming up, the Sunshine Millions uh, Racing Series. That is next week, January 21st at Gulfstream Park. Uh, they got a lot of uh, fun stuff going on there. Of course, they had the great holiday season with the Festival of Lights and uh, the little train that went around the area. It was great for the whole family and the kids. And they do they do cater to families. Uh, you would think that uh, the horse track would not be a place for children. And, you know, you know, obviously it's not a betting place for children, but uh, there is a lot of beauty there and a lot of enjoyment and excitement. And uh, certainly I don't think there's anything wrong with letting kids view the races. Well, listen. Being that my first exposure to anything gambling, my father loved playing cards and, and betting on the ponies on his day off at Aqueduct in Belmont in New York. And I was going there when he was holding my hand down by his knees, right. you know. So I don't know if that's why I've been in this business because of that, but I enjoyed it. And Gulfstream offers a thousand more things to do Your dad's for children. hands reach to his knees? Yeah, well, yeah, down here, okay. yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> See, down there. My hand would come up, he'd grab it right over there, so... Uh, but, yeah, you know, there's so much more for kids to do at yeah. Gulfstream now than when I was going to these tracks when all it was was just the betting. Well, first of all, it's a beautiful place. And besides the horse racing, it's just, you know, it's a gorgeous scene there, very clean and nice. Uh, really the, one of the jewels of South Florida, no question about it. Uh, but there is a shopping area there, a lot of great stores. Uh, there is the bowling alley and the wave machine, and, and uh, there'll be a karaoke place there next year. Uh, just a lot of really interesting entertainment items there, not to mention all the great restaurants and, and the fun times that can be had there. Uh, the betting uh, is for adults, and, and it's great for adults. It's, uh, it's an awesome place. Uh, if you love gambling, there's really lots of choices, the slot machines, the poker, um, betting on simulcast races from around the country, live racing Wednesday through Sunday, and a uh, big stakes race. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. I'm sure they'll have some kind of giveaways. We'll give you more information on that in the future. And uh, look forward to talking more about what's going on at Gulfstream Park. It's located in Hallandale Beach, southern part of Broward County, uh, on Federal Highway 901 South Federal, if you want to put it into your GPS when you're heading over there, or just look at the horizon when you see the big Pegasus statue, you'll know you're there. All the uh, shopping and dining is out front in the village at Gulfstream Park. Uh, the racing and the grandstand, a little set off the road on Federal. But uh, it's right on the corner of Federal and Hallandale Beach, halfway between I-95 and the beaches. So check it out. It's, uh, it's a great time. If you want any information about poker, and I'll talk more about that in our next commercial, but uh, the poker room is open 24 hours on the weekends and during the week for uh, 18 hours. So uh, really lots of different times to head over and play some great poker and have some fun. They have tournaments nightly at 7 p.m., uh, interesting uh, and not expensive buy-ins. So uh, you can have a lot of fun. Good people there, good staff, and a lot of fun. Nice, clean poker room, and you'll get a fair game for sure. Gulfstream Park, check it out. Give them a call at 954-457-6336. If you need any information about the poker room, once again, that's 954-457-6336. It's Gulfstream Park. Welcome to your playground. 
This is Poker Action Line. This is big day for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... <laughs> Sometimes, though. <laughs> you don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez on Poker Action Line. By the way, you can always pick up the show uh, on iTunes. It's an easy place. You can subscribe to our podcast, and then every time you open iTunes, it'll download the latest show. Uh, several other places to get it. You can go to our website at PokerActionLine.com. Check out any of the archives. The PPC, PPC show is uh, last week. Uh, we did a show with Bernard Lee right before Christmas and a best of show the week after that. So uh, a lot of great shows lately, a lot of good interviews uh, from the past. I listened to the Will the Thrill show. I wanted to go back and check that out. It was from like four years ago, and it was so funny and interesting. But that I, was I just the last time it. we had him on the show. No, we had him on since then, but that was the first time we had him on. And uh, he told the story about uh, the hand against uh, Andy Frankenberger. Andy freaking Frankenberger. <laughs> Uh, but he's you know, such I a fun guy. And was, uh, was I on that show? You were on the show. I yeah. was on that show because yeah. I don't remember that first one with him. I thought I might have been away that that week. Yeah, it was uh, r- really interesting uh, to go out and check out some of the early shows. Of course, you love that Jason show that we did, Jason Mercier show in the very beginning. That's definitely in my top three. Uh, when we go back and when we had the uh, Mizraki brothers, all four of them in the studio. Well, I really uh, didn't do in, much. I was entertaining no, the younger was, brother. Yeah. I was entertaining the youngest brother outside because I couldn't fit yeah, in the there studio. Yeah, we couldn't fit in the studio. We had all four brothers and I think uh, a couple other cousins that they were uh, – they were trying to get to promote some of their businesses, which yeah. I trying to kind of nipped in the bud. But we had a good time and uh, had a lot of interesting talk. And, of course, you know, people we've had on by phone over the years, I, I think of some of the great shows, Tom Schneider and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jared Tendler, uh, Nolan Dalla. Uh, great stuff that we've had on over the years. Been I, a lot of fun. I'll be honest, one of my favorites, and I missed it one of the weeks that I was out at the end of the year, was that you had Bernard Lee on the show. Yeah, and I've always enjoyed, and not only enjoyed his his interviews here with us, but I've learned some of the things as we've asked him some questions about different styles of games, and he's been kind enough to answer. Yeah, yeah, he does know, a great and, job. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed Bernard Lee, Nolan Dalla, obviously, 
we've had some great in studio guests that we've had great great shows with. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a lot of good local people. Uh, you know, some of the women we've had on Abby Daniels and and uh, Marsha Wolak and Jessica Dolly, uh, some really great people, and uh, continue to uh, you know get. Interviews that we played from different events and then brought them back on the show. And I'll be doing that, of course, over and the how, next month or so. How do you as mention well. some of the women and not mention Stacy? Stacy. <laughs> well, Stacy was, was one of the great shows. And uh, I did want to mention uh, that she is in the news again. Uh, this just came out. I just saw it today at the very last second and was able to print out the story. But uh, she has challenged William Kasuf to uh, a heads up match. Of course, uh, one of the things that. Uh, we were talking about over the late part of uh, 2016 was the challenge that's coming between Kate Hall and Mike Dentali. That's going to be, I think, at the Sugar House, so which Matt Glance, I believe, is working at. I think he engineered a, a little heads-up match because she played in an event that he was at the same table. And, and he she, criticized, he her, criticized play. her play. She went all in with uh, Ace-10 offsuit. Which to me doesn't sound uh, that silly, but I guess at that point of the tournament, maybe not the greatest play, and she made a mistake, as she's mentioned. But he started ripping her, and uh, there was a very nasty Twitter exchange that lasted a couple of days. And uh, eventually she challenged him to a heads-up match, so they, w- they were able to set that up, and it's going to be televised uh, on Poker Night in America sometime, I believe, in March, if I'm not mistaken. But... Uh, uh, Kate had a breakout year in 2016. A very good player, very interesting person. We had her on the show uh, before. Dentali is, uh, you know, not someone I respect. Uh, I don't think he's a very good player, and uh, you know, not that I'm a good judge of that, but uh, he's also a musclehead, uh, uh, tank top kind of guy. That uh, not not the kind of people that I really respect. But uh, that's a whole different story. Anyway, you might get a different challenge from Mike. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I don't think I would fight him, but uh, <laughs> you know, unless I had to. But uh, anyway, the reason I bring that up is because uh, this was on uh, Poker News Today. They wrote up a little story, and there's an 888 Live Festival, which is going to be played. Uh, let's see. I don't have the exact it's Czech, date. Uh, it's in the Czech Republic yeah. at Rozvodov, which is a small town in the Czech Republic, but it's at the King's Casino. Oh, it's uh, February. Uh, February 1st through the 6th is uh, when Stacy's going to be there. She put this challenge up on Twitter, and or in, it was actually on Instagram, and she said, uh, Hey, Willie Kay, I, you think you're the boss because you bluffed me? I challenge you to a heads-up match. At 888 Live Fest at King's Casino. I'll be there from February 1st to the 6th. This is a trophy you can't buy. Let's see who the real boss is. So uh, I don't know if he'll uh, he'll answer. He lives in London. Uh, who knows if he had plans to go there. Maybe she heard that he did. But uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, I think Stacy's going to get uh, Michael Mizrahi involved, uh, have, giving a little play-by-play, whether they do that on Facebook Live or whatever. We'll see. But uh, she put in a few hashtags, uh, boom, which is his uh, line there. Uh, uh, let's see who the real boss is, is was one of the other hashtags. Well, th- this is a great ploy by Stacy and her people there to, to make this challenge, especially coming off of the Dentalian Hall uh, television. You know, yeah, she would actually beat that. So, you understand? Know. So this, this, this in itself is you know, coming up with that one hand and... 
I think it's brilliant by Stacy and, and and her backers there to get that out there. You don't think he'll match? I don't he'll, see. Uh, I don't see respond. William responding to this, or at least saying that he would take her up on that because. In my opinion, he's he's got nothing to gain and everything to lose. Well, we told a story, I guess, about a couple of weeks ago, how he had a, a big uh, score at a tournament uh, on the EPT, I believe it was, uh, where he actually was in second place and chopped uh, and paid a good bit of extra prize money to the other guy so that he could have the trophy and pose for the photos. So that was more important to him than the money. Thus, Stacy's. This is a trophy you can't buy. You understand? <laughs> That's so, what she's coming from. Yeah, yeah but uh, you know, uh, again, if he beats her, he had already beaten her. And he had bluffed her out. He doesn't gain any more respect by beating Stacy at this point. And obviously, if Stacy beats him, you know, he catches all the criticism that you know, you know, you just got lucky because you bluffed, you know, you bluffed her out on that one hand. And Stacy played outstanding poker to get yeah. through that large field. To, to come to that point, and you know, and it's and it's a shame, you know, that she got bluffed out of that hand because God knows where Stacy may have wound up with that, with all those chips having knocked this guy out. Uh, the one thing we do know for certain is the the the, uh, the television and and the reading on the blogging would definitely would not have been as exciting without uh, with you no, know. No, that was one of the highlights of the series this year. This I gotta year. say, exactly. Sure. It was you're, fun. You're gonna go back and and. His is the name that you're going to mention in this, even though oh, yeah. even though Win won the tournament. Well, I mentioned to you before the show that he's been uh, invited as a uh, shooting star by uh, Bay 101 at their big tournament in February, which is uh, always an interesting tournament. They have the different players, right. their bounties. Uh, I think a $5,000 bounty if you knock them out, plus they have a T-shirt with their picture on, which they sign and give to you if you knock them out. So uh, a lot of people out there would like to knock him out in more ways than one. Had, have they stated whether he's accepted their offer? I believe he did. Oh, beautiful. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll have a, a lot of people weren't happy about it, i got to say that. What, that he became one that, of the That they invited stars? him when a lot of there's probably more players that are more deserving. Yeah, but guess what? You know, he he's still we're still talking about him in January. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, he's an interesting guy. I don't know how great a player he is. We'll uh, I guess time that's will, still to be time, seen. Time you know? will only tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, uh, still a lot of fun, and, and you got to do different things like that to promote your events. There's no question about it. Listen, uh, what what did they say? Any kind of publicity, whether it's positive <laughs> or negative, is good publicity. Just spell my name right. That's it. That's all that matters, and that's all they care about because. Don't you think that'll attract a lot of people who oh, want to yeah. put that, you know, want to put that head on their trophy case? No, absolutely. That they knocked out William Kasuf if they can. So, I think it's a brilliant move by the poker room. The other thing I wanted to briefly mention, I was going to do a show about uh, some of the top things of 2016, and kind of like we're slipping into New Year and haven't covered it. So I don't know if we will or not. But um, one of the kind of interesting. Trends was to see a couple of really big-name players. First, Fedor Holtz uh, kind of announced his retirement after having such an unbelievable breakout year. I don't think the the retirement held all that much because he played a couple events after that. He probably won't play as much as he did, but uh, certainly one of the great talents of the game walking away from it. The other was Brian Hastings. Uh, who lives down here in South Florida. I talked to Brian uh, at the end of uh, 2016, and uh, he's going to go into a business and have a tea company called Unity, uh, which we'll uh, hopefully have him on the show to talk about. But he also is kind of walking away from the game, and I think part of it was because he felt like uh, 
you know, his reputation and his style of play kind of drove people away from inviting him to local games and outside of the big tournaments. He wasn't getting in a lot of the action that he was hoping for. Plus, he has a girlfriend. I think he's engaged to be married, and 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 your life moves on. So either you can handle both or or you can't. But uh, you know, certainly uh, we'll now, see what happens with him. But he's kind of announced that he's kind of walking away from poker a little bit. Well, you know, it's funny when they've now we've had these before. We had the main event winner from uh, who Peter uh, Peter Eastgate. Eastgate sold his bracelet. Sold his bracelet, walked away from all of this, and then came back. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Dave. As as a casual poker player now, you could be away from poker for for a couple of years because you have other interests. You're never retiring. Yeah. You're going to play poker. I think what these young men want to say is, I'm going to be limiting where I play poker and how much poker I play for the next couple of years. Remember, Dave, we, we're on this show and we're constantly amazed at how many different tournaments there are in this country, abroad, you know, and these guys are either being sponsored and being told, hey, you want to earn this money, you've got to go there, you've got to go here, you've got to go there. And like I mentioned earlier on the show, you know, it seems like a very glamorous life. But uh, it's, the very, it's, 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 it's very stressful. The ups and downs, just the natural up and downs of poker, yeah. you know, can get very frustrating. If you don't have the right makeup, you know, mental makeup, you know, your chemistry in you is like this. Now, you mentioned Brian Hastings, which said his style of play. Did, did, can you elaborate on that well, a little more? Well, just a very type? aggressive player, and I was talking more about, like, local cash games. That he's kind of been. Who, want, who wants to invite the the top pro? Yeah, to exactly. Who wants uh, to sometimes you can pro? be too good, and it can listen, cost you opportunities. Listen, you, That's what you I'm either have say. one way or the other. Right. You can't be at the top of of the game and have your face, you know, and and and, and you know, plastered, you know, by the media and and be recognized as one of the best poker players in the world, and then complain that you're not getting asked into the local private games. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know that it, it's one or the other. You know, you chose to follow, and, and, and he's made a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. He's developed a hell of a reputation. But then you can't complain that you're not being invited to private games. Well, walk, I'd, into, I'd, I'd like, walk into the casino and play, and play in yeah. one of those. Well, I'd like, games, I'd like to have him on that. the show, uh, elaborate on it a little bit. I did talk to him about being on, and he said he would do it. Uh, you know, he was one that we talked about. Did he get Well, he was the one we talked also? about when I when, he was one of the first players to turn me down for an interview. And I think he got burned by the media back in the days. Uh, he, of course, had that huge uh, head-to-head battle with uh, Isildur, uh, Victor Blom, and actually won $4.2 million in like a span of a couple of days or something like that. Uh, you know, he was celebrating with friends and, and uh, someone interviewed him and he mentioned that, uh, you know, he had someone had given him some of past hands of uh, Isildur online, which... You know, I I don't know if it was legal or not, but certainly. Well, if uh, the information is out there, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's not nothing really wrong with the it. The guy didn't but give him a secret about it. This was something that somebody picked up online. Right. And just anyway, gave him he more took a, he took a lot of criticism on that, and I f- think he felt burned, so uh, he was staying away from the media at one point. Uh, but we do have some uh, uh, common friends. Uh, Jackie Scott is one uh, who have vouched for me, and the fact that uh, you know I don't. I don't do that to people on my show, embarrass them. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have him on, and I uh, certainly like to help him promote what he's doing. I'm sure he will be back again, but I don't think he's 
uh, into going to the World Series and for seven weeks and, and playing uh, well, 30 tournaments. Let anymore. me tell you something, Dave. As as much as you burn out by you know the, the heavy-duty schedule, tournament schedule of the WSOP, not to mention all the traveling to the other tournaments, as much as you burn out from that and you can take a step back and get away, and if it's a year or two, there come, there's going to come a point, especially in these young men's lives, that, you know, I want to see if I still got it. Yeah. And you go back to the tournament. Yeah, well, I'm you sure. Know, you kind of need to refresh your body and mind a little bit and say, hey, let me step away from this grind. And, and then it becomes, a, I believe it will become a lot more fun when you cherry pick what tournaments you want to go to and, and, you, don't, and you don't schedule them back to back right, to back. Right. Well, that's the thing. I, I think everybody's different. Uh, someone like uh, Alan Kessler, Chainsaw. Well, loves to travel and loves to see different places, loves to play slots and, and do other things, go to dinner. He'll invite people to dinner on Twitter uh, that he doesn't even hardly know. Uh, just likes to have a good time and uh, see all these different places. And that's fine. You know, other he people schedules are, that. He other, schedules that. Other people are homebodies, uh, you know, have children growing up and got away from a game. I talked to Michael Moed uh, over the holidays, uh, who we've had on the show and has co-hosted the show with me. Of course, his uh, beautiful wife, Angela, and they have a very uh, young baby that's, I believe, about three years old now. Uh, and they have a business which they've uh, changed a little bit over the years. They had the cupcake shop. Now they're selling uh, smoothies uh, down there in Kendall. And uh, they've moved in the past uh, six months, six or eight months. And he just said he hasn't played any poker for quite a while. And probably will go back to it. Uh, of course ex- he's going to go Excellent back to it. Omaha 8 player. And, uh, you know, very talented guy. But, you know, sometimes you just got to step away for a while. Right. When poker becomes a business, then it's like any other business. You have the high-level stress, the worrisome of getting money out of it, making some money out of it. When you start playing poker again recreationally for the fun of it, What's the line? Yeah, uh, it, hard way to make an easy living. Yeah, it's it's uh, poker is a hard way to make an easy living, and and it is so true. It is so true. And if you have backers, and God forbid you get in the hole with your backers, which you know, <laughs> I would imagine a large percentage of the people are, you know, you feel obligated to get back out there. Like I said, right. I th- I think poker, you can only stay sustain being successful at poker for a long time. When it's still be it's still a challenge and it's still fun to you. Uh, one of the guys who writes for uh, Card Player, uh, Gavin Griffin, that you've uh, watched some of yes. his articles. I think he just had wrote a little bit about his goals for 2016 and how they worked out for him. And one of his things was to get out of makeup in 2016, and he didn't accomplish it. But uh, uh, you know, you would think a guy like that probably you know it's, it's surprising that he owes money. But uh, you know that's the way the business is, and it's not so easy to deal with yeah, that kind of pressure. And, too. Then, and then you're hearing all the people saying, "Oh, look how much money you've earned now! You know, lifetime." They think you have that money. You know, again, we're not privy to all the, the details of the deals that people have made. How much you know when they show such and such lifetime earning is eight million dollars. How much of that eight million did they actually collect for themselves? Right, right. You know that that we we never know those numbers. You know, exactly. so for the casual poker player fan, you're just looking at those numbers and going, "Hey, this guy's got a you know must have a mansion. This guy must have everything," and you see them frustrated and everything else. It's because you know the other parts of your life, depending on how you live, those other parts of your life. Uh, 
you know that that money could last you a lot less time than than most people think. So yeah, absolutely. It's frustrating. It doesn't surprise me that you have people stepping away. I hate when I, they use the word retired and when they're in their twenties, early thirties, because I don't I don't believe it. No one believes that they're going to retire and never play another hand of poker. They're just going to retire from the, uh, the 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 strain and drain of of playing in tournaments continually, and just hopefully get back the joy of the original time when you first played poker for the first time. Right. I don't know about you, Dave, but I I loved poker. When I started playing with my friends and it was nickel-dime stuff, then we gradually went to 50 cents a dollar. And I'm talking 40-plus years ago, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. I look forward to it. So. Well, we'll talk about uh, how much I like it after a $60 <laughs> tournament tomorrow, which... Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, let's take a break here, uh, and we'll get back to that uh, Jeff Sessions thing that I just want to discuss briefly. Uh, but we'll do that in our final segment upcoming. Let's talk about Gulfstream Park, uh, 17 days away now from the Pegasus World Cup on the 28th. It's going to be a huge day out at the track, $12 million prize purse, uh, 12 of the greatest horses in the world with a million-dollar entry fee. Looking forward to that, and a huge crowd out there that day. No question about it. Uh, uh, from what I hear, uh, poker may be uh, put to the side for one day, but we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll give you a little more information on that next week. I gotta I, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I gotta get by there. I was gonna play in a tournament there last night, and I just got a little bit behind schedule, and I didn't want to show up like an hour into the event. So uh, tried to play somewhere else, couldn't get into that game. You, so. wanna, you didn't want to pull a Phil Hellmuth? No, no, it's not my. Uh, it's not my deal. But uh, anyway, uh, lots of promotions going on in the poker room, no question about it, and uh, some interesting stuff uh, between now and then. Again, uh, the Pegasus World Cup is the 28th. This weekend is the Sunshine Million, so lots of huge stuff. Uh, take a look at their January promotions, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They have $500 high-hand giveaways every 30 minutes from 1 to 11. Uh, there's a big wheel spin uh, also there and lots of other promotions going on. Uh, in the slots room, uh, Royal Flush pays $1,000 on weekends from 3 a.m. to 10 a.m. So if you're one of those night owls, uh, you got a chance to make some nice money there. But check it out. Uh, Poker Room, 20 tables located in the back of the Finish Line Casino. And uh, a lot of fun stuff going on there. Of course, they have the nightly tournaments, uh, 7 p.m., which are always a lot of fun. Uh, schedule is kind of the same as it has been. Uh, last night was a $90 event. Uh, that's uh, probably would have driven me away anyway. So I'll, I'll play for 60, but I won't play for 90. <laughs> but uh, they play a PLO event on Wednesday nights at seven. A $50 buy-in with $10 revise, $1,500 guarantee, and there's also a special high hand in that one too. So that's a fun one on Wednesday nights. Uh, of course, we're doing a show, so we won't make that one. But tomorrow night is the biggest of the nightly tournaments, $110 buy-in with a 3000 guarantee. And they run all the way down to $50 on Saturdays uh, with 4500 starting chips. Uh, big stacks on Thursday and Friday, 15010 So uh, you can get just about anything you want. You check out the day you want to go. Give them a call if you need more information at 954-457-6336. Uh, lots of stuff going on there. It's the big uh, winter season of championship racing and also championship poker pretty much every day of the week. A lot of fun. And they have a special uh, loyalty program for those who play there a lot. So uh, make it your regular room. A good idea. And uh, they, you certainly will have a good time. You can't go wrong at Gulfstream Park. It's located at 901 South Federal Highway in Hallandale Beach. Check it out and tell them Big Dave sent you over. Gulfstream Park, welcome to your playground. 
This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Tuesday nights on WFO Radio are all about Nitro. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the live edition of NHRA Tuesday Nitro. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. Tony Schumacher. Tony, welcome back. Love being on the show because it usually meant. So we did something absolutely amazing. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime at WFORadio.com. Do you like poker? Poker Action Line. Do you like poker? Poker Action Line. Poker Poker Action Action Poker Action Poker Action Poker Action Line. Poker Action Line. PokerActionLine.com. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe, winding down another edition of Poker Action Line. A lot of stuff going on, obviously, in the government. Uh, Donald Trump taking over on January 20th. We've all been kind of wondering what the new uh, Trump administration, how they would view online gambling, online poker, and see if we had a better chance maybe in 2017. Uh, some people are a lot very negative uh, about it because even though Trump obviously – is not an opponent of gambling, uh, per se. He does have the live casinos, still has not really divested himself of uh, you know, the businesses, despite what he said today about uh, letting his sons handle it, and he wouldn't be talking to them about business decisions and that sort of thing. We know that uh, any time he wants, he could step back in and take over the Trump organization. And uh, you know, a lot of people who do own the brick-and-mortar casinos are not big proponents, as we've seen from Sheldon Adelson. But he, as a basic, uh, you know, view of gambling and poker and that sort of thing, I don't think he's necessarily against it. We know that Mike Pence, his vice president, is very much a staunch opponent of online gambling, uh, has uh, sent several letters. So now uh, we get to the point where uh, 
the Department of Justice, uh, we'll see who is going to be in charge as, this, as the Attorney General of the United States, and Jeff Sessions uh, obviously going under uh, some serious interviewing, vetting uh, in front of the uh, committees of Congress uh, in the last couple of days. And uh, there was a question, obviously there's not a huge lot of talk about uh, online poker, but Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, uh, who is involved with Adelson and certainly has an interest in how uh, the Wire Act is going to be interpreted, uh, whether uh, the different online places that are open now in Vegas, well, not Vegas, but uh, Nevada, uh, New Jersey and Delaware, whether they will uh, try to take that away after it's already been there. There's obviously lotteries that sell their tickets online in four states, and lots of stuff uh, is going to be coming up. Obviously, the daily fantasy sports and that sort of thing. All that is going to be uh, looked at here with a new administration. So it's very interesting to see how they're going to react to it. And there was a question. I, I watched a good bit of uh, the session's uh, interviews on Capitol Hill in the confirmation hearings, but I couldn't watch it all day, and I actually missed uh, the live questioning from Graham. And he basically uh, you know, asked him about it, what his views were, and... Uh, See what happens. Uh, but Session said, uh, I did oppose the DOJ memorandum when it came out, and it seemed to me to be unusual, but I would revisit it or make a decision about it based on careful study. I haven't gone that far to give you an opinion today. So we didn't really learn exactly where he's coming from, but the fact that he was shocked when it came out, uh, and we're talking about the reinterpretation by the Department of Justice in 2011 that really greased away for online poker to open in those three states. So um, shocked is, is a word that kind of uh, scared a lot of people. And uh, the Poker Players Alliance uh, said that uh, had a few things to say about it. Uh, John Pappas said that a reversal of the Wire Act would be a radical departure from the precedent given to the independent and legally based opinions generated by the Department of Justice's legal counsel and uh, b believes strongly that it should be a state-by-state -state decision and, and not a national-type, uh, you know, ban or, uh, <clears throat> or, or prohibition of uh, online. Not only that, and, and you're, they're going to be looking at lawsuits from the three states that oh, do yes. already have it and are generating nice income from it. $40 billion market in the American uh, commercial casino industry. Uh, of course, a lot less online uh, from what's out there. But, uh, you know, it's uh, New Jersey, uh, which uh, controlled uh, most of the online casino market uh, when it opened in 2015, saw its betting sites go up $150 million. And, uh, you know, it, it's done well there, and, uh, you know, and, and maybe not as well as I thought it was going to And it do. didn't start really well, though. No, exactly. And they've been working hard at it over the last few years to get this market to turn around and start generating the, the income that they're generating. Right. So he really didn't come out one way or another, but you get the feeling that uh, he's not in favor of it, uh, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, there are states uh, – there's a nice article on uh, – Steve Roddick, I'll have to get Steve back on the show. He's been on a couple of times with us, writes on Online Poker Report, among uh, several other things. And he talked about different states that, despite you know what's happening with the change in government, there are dark horse states, states that could uh, bring in online poker in uh, 2017. 
Uh, of course, uh, there's four states that are like borderline right now that are closer than any others, and that are, those are Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan, and Massachusetts. Uh, you always have to include California in that group because they bring it up every year whether uh, you know they can get their problems out there solved with the Indian casinos and the paramutuals and all the different factors that want to slice the pie. That's a big problem out there. But he listed uh, <clears throat> several dark horse states that possibly could come up uh, with online gambling in one way or another, whether it be poker or uh, whatever. And those states are uh, West Virginia, Connecticut, Illinois, Maryland, Ohio, Florida, Indiana, Mississippi, and Washington. Washington, I'm kind of uh, the, confused the about that Washington? one. state of Washington? Yeah. Didn't they of, ban it before they Black did. Friday? They did, but they've had a change in some of their leaders, so... We'll have to see what happens. But he has a whole interesting story, state by state, of these dark horses and what needs to happen, the paths to uh, uh, moving forward and the obstacles that may hold him back. So uh, you might want to check that out. Online Poker Report, Steve Ruddick, the writer there. But I found it very interesting, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's, you know, we've got a vice president who's against it, an AG who doesn't sound like he's Well, we don't have the AG yet, that's for sure. Well, I'm assuming he gets... uh, gets, I don't know. uh, I don't know if we should assume that. Confirmed, but if he does I don't know if we should assume that. You don't think so, huh? No, no. All right, well, I guess time will tell. (laughs) Uh, Locally, in the state of Florida, just an interesting article in the Miami Herald uh, from uh, their Tallahassee writer, Mary Ellen Class, uh, talked about how that uh, Florida lawmakers are inching closer to the compact this year with the Seminoles. We talked about that ad nauseum, uh, the fact that uh, the state of Florida really overplayed their hand, and the ruling uh, went in favor of the Indians, and they now have the upper hand in all the negotiations. But something has to get done here shortly. Uh, you know, it's just not going to stay in limbo for uh, everything. And uh, one of the uh, representatives, Jose Felix Diaz, said that the early indications are we'll see some progress this year. He said that uh, he has spent the last three years in some sort of negotiation. So, uh, you know, a lot of the uh, representatives in the state of Florida would like to see a contraction of gambling. So there's talk of uh, some of the stagnant gaming permits. Uh, Tampa is one uh, for Hi-Li, and some of the other ones would haven't been successful with some of their uh, racing or Hi-Li uh, may end up... Uh, transferring some of those to the uh, other places around the state of Florida that would like to have uh, some sort of gambling. You know, you look at Palm Beach County, and uh, it's passed a local referendum, but uh, you're wondering if, you know, they bring in slots to West Palm Beach, for example, will that kill the uh, compact? Obviously, the Indians don't want uh, any competition close by. They have their Immokalee Casino and their Brighton Casino, which is n- not too far from Palm Beach. And then, of course, the South Florida casinos that they don't want another place stepping on their uh, their their territory. Well, listen, Dave, being that we both worked at Miami High Lie, and we know that uh, there was a Tampa High Lie that they sold the property and everything to, but I know that they kept the license. And the reason that there's so many of these licenses out there from people that have closed them is because of just this, of expansion of gambling, where slot machines and, you know, hopefully maybe even full-blown casinos are, in years to come, are allowed in these places. And if if the restriction is you have to run a paramutual sport, well, hey, we built we build a little building, has a, you know, you know 50, 50 seats in it, and people can watch High Lie while I build my, you know, multi-billion dollar casino right around it. Right, exactly. So uh, It's been a little over a year since Governor Rick Scott 
uh, actually signed a $3 billion deal with the tribe that would give them uh, exclusive permission to operate craps and roulette in addition to their blackjack games and continue uh, their monopoly to uh, operate slot machines outside of the competition in Miami-Dade and Broward. So, And the paramutuals would get blackjack right, with that. Right, right. Uh, the state of Florida would receive nearly $2 billion more over the life of the compact. Uh, as you mentioned, the paramutuals could add blackjack and date and Broward. The dog track in Palm Beach would get slot machines under that agreement. But it did not pass. It had to be ratified by the uh, legislature in Florida. And while it passed the Senate committee, it was postponed after uh, some of the senators attached a companion measure that authorized six additional slots licenses outside of uh, Dade and Broward, and uh, that imperiled, of course, the uh, exclusivity of the, con- of the con- compact. So uh, it got postponed for a year. Now they're going to have to get something done and, and see what happens. The tribe has continued to make their payments, um, $306 million in 2016, and uh, they continue to meet with the governor as uh, part of their effort to get this solved. But... Uh, the paramutuals are looking for for a little uh, carrot there, too. Yeah, they're, they're looking for a little hand out there, which they should. And, you know, if they're given, you know, uh, craps and roulette, you know, it's going to obviously generate a lot more income also right. to them. But, um, you know, I don't see them. I, you know, they've got different casinos, you know, Indian uh, reservations all around the state. Yeah, seven. I don't together. know how they'll accept, uh, you know, opening it up. I mean, listen, what's already established is already established. Right. Okay. And having slot machines in West Palm Beach, I don't think is going to make a huge difference to their bottom line down here. Right. You know. Well, along those lines, uh, the fly in the ointment really right now is a pending ruling coming from the Florida Supreme Court whether they can add slots at the racetrack in Gadsden County, which is up in, which is called Gretna. It's up in the Panhandle. And, you know, I don't really see that. Isn't that where they that. do the barrel racing? Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that tells you how ridiculous it gets yeah, to, that to was bet a, on something, that, barrel racing. That was something they just put in there so that they could have a poker room, uh, which they do. But, uh, you know, the court uh, it has to rule on whether... Uh, lawmakers uh, cannot authorize gaming, gaming expansion without a statewide constitutional amendment, or they could agree with the Gretna people that uh, they may add slot machines without legislative consent. So that decision is coming soon, and I think that's the only thing holding things up from going forward. Uh, but if it does pass and Gretna gets uh, slots, the Indians uh, will not uh, sign a compact, I don't believe. We'll no, and I'm sure they'll start stopping payments soon. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, when the money dries up, that's when we see something happen. So it almost has to get to that point before well, we really see some action. To be honest with you, I, I don't know how the paramutual are looking at this, but if I owned a paramutual, I think I would gamble on this fact that the Hard Rock would, would stop making payments to the state. And I think that would, you know, put the feet of the of of of, of our leaders to the coals to allow now the paramutuals to compete in full mode against them to try to create and generate that, that revenue again that they were getting from the hard rock. So right, right. I, that, that's how I look at it. Now, whether, whether that's the way they view it is a different story. But if hard rock says, hey, the hell with you guys, I don't need to pay you anything now. You haven't helped me with anything. Well, now the paramutuals can just open it up and let's see how much money you make when, the, and whenever, when all your competition is, is battling you on equal footing. 
Anyway, besides all the uh, worldwide poker events and tournaments that are uh, getting underway and the local stuff that we'll keep an eye on, the interviews with players, we'll be keeping an eye on what the legislature does this year. They come back in session late in January, so uh, that's one of the first things that probably will have to be uh, undertaken once they get back, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. I'm telling you, Dave, just like you said, there's hardly anything to ever talk about in the world of poker. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, The Isle tournament continues tomorrow. I'm going to head up there, I believe, one of the uh, one of the starting flights, whether it's eleven or three, I'm not sure, but we'll uh, we'll try to play a little poker tomorrow. I uh, haven't had too much uh, success at the tables recently, but we'll give it a shot, and uh, we'll have a story about it next week. I'm sure always some fun stuff happening. Lucky Hearts gets underway tomorrow on Thursday the 12th with their uh, big 360 buy-in tournament, the ultimate re-entry No Limit Hold'em event, and lots of stuff here locally that we'll keep an eye on and have a good time. Uh, covering and and, for, and giving you the information as we move down the road. That's going to do it. Uh, Joe, thank you as always. Uh, Gio, thank you for your uh, help here. Uh, obviously, we couldn't get the show on without you. Check out the show. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming here in 2017. Should be some exciting stuff uh, happening here uh, around the program, and, and uh, we'll keep you all informed when everything clicks in. It's going to be happening soon, so we look forward to it as well. That's going to do it. We'll catch you next week on another edition of the show. Till then, good luck at the felt. And uh, let us know how it's going for you. And uh, we'll be certain to to share some stories uh, as we move along. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week on the show. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.